Well, it's another glorious Friday afternoon here in Boston. It means it's time for another Marketing Agility Podcast. Roland, how are things? I was wondering where my beautiful weather went, Frank. <laughs> it's actually kind of rainy and dreary here, but glad it's Friday and looking forward to talking to another great guest. Yeah, so we have a practitioner on today, someone I met at I think a little less than a year ago at marketing at a marketing profs conference here in Boston and our paths continue to cross. He spoke at the Boston Agile Marketing Meetup and um, recently left his last gig, but is still uh, thinking about Agile and is going to tell us a story about what he's do- what he had done in his previous life with Agile in his marketing team. So let's dial up Scott Squeamy, former CMO of Kubotech. Hey, Scott, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome. How are Good. you doing? Good. So we usually just start live and just start going down the questions and rattling it off rather than spending a lot of time prep because we end up using up all the good conversation. Great. The first question, can you share a little bit about how you came to using Agile in marketing? That's an interesting story. Before I get into the story, though, I'd like to start with a joke. <laughs> okay. All right? Sounds good. Because That would be a first for us, I think. <laughs> when we have our daily, what we call a huddle instead of a scrum, we always start with a joke, and I find that it's a great way to start off our first our meeting. So, of course, it's a marketing joke. What's a movie director's favorite part of a paid search ad? <laughs> paid it's search ad. The call to action. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna have to find a sound effect when I do the post production on this. Like, you know, it's like rim shot <laughs> things. <laughs> Thank you very much. We'll be so here. Yeah, all, don't forget to tip the waitress. We have, we'll be here all week. We have a gentleman that uh, his part of his goal is to do stand up, and so I kind of work that into our daily meeting. No. To answer your question, though, back in two thousand three, I was at a marketing props B two B meeting, and someone that you probably know fairly well, Scott Brinker, was giving a presentation on agile marketing. And that year, I always get a lot out of the B2P, B2B presentations uh, at Marketing Profs, but that was my biggest takeaway. So I went back to my office and spoke with my COO. I said, "This I'm bringing this in. It really kind of mapped with my experience in the past with goal setting and how to maintain a highly motivated team. So the very first thing I did was take what he taught us and I created this big agile marketing board in my office and started putting stickies up all over the place. And then that was kind of the very, very beginning of it. It was probably November, December of 2013. So that was my first uh, experience. And right away I found that the fact that the projects or the stories that were uh, very transparent as you walked into my office was just a really helpful way to manage both up and across the organization because they could see everything that we were working on. So you, you went to a talk, you went home, and you just jumped right in. Did you get I any did. additional? Okay. Sounds like you, you didn't necessarily get any additional training. I, I assume that you probably did some reading about methods and things like that. I can did. You, can you, were you starting with something like Kanban or more Scrum? You want to speak to that? For a few months, I was just kind of winging it. 
basically. But I did pick up a book on Scrum Marketing by James Wright, and it was called Your Central First Booklet About Implementing Agile Scrum. And basically went from there, and we are to understand how we're implementing it, and I don't use all of the same terms that uh, people tend to use with Scrum marketing or Agile marketing because uh, I don't play rugby. I don't know if you do, but I also have a 10, 11-year-old management consulting background where I used to go in and help people to set goals and teach them how to change their behaviors and get things done to become more effective. So I brought in some other principles. So we're kind of a hybrid approach and not really formally trained in Scrum. So so you mean hybrid of, of things you've used in the past, some yes. management approaches. What are, Can you yep. describe some of those other approaches that you've kind of blended in? Well, we use uh, a daily stand-up, which I think is very similar to the Scrum. We call it a uh, huddle uh, because we're Americans, we like football, right? So, uh, and that comes from something uh, from the Rockefeller habits. And uh, so I picked that, that there. And basically what we do, let me just describe my group a little bit so you can understand why it's kind of a hybrid team. I've got, I, I'm the vice president of marketing for our group. And we handle all the marketing from product marketing to SEO, SEM. We do advocate marketing also. And there's two full-time marketers reporting to me. And I have a second group, which we started about two and a half years ago, which we call the Sales and Marketing Support Group. And our group, we're really tasked with uh, our number one goal is demand gen. And we were creating so many leads that we weren't able to, uh, the salespeople weren't able to handle the volume. And sometimes the leads weren't quite sales ready. So we created this extra group that were tasked to do two things. One is they're, they're a quasi-sales group. They do all of the renewal sales for our company's software, which is a huge chunk of our revenues. Uh, if you're familiar with uh, computer-aided design software, people typically will purchase it and then they'll buy a maintenance agreement, uh, which will give them up, up free upgrades during the year and other uh, support. So this group of three people are pretty tactical through most of their week. They're doing renewal sales, they're doing outbound customer calls, and but they're also supporting us in nurturing leads and also and they also have projects or they have they'll each have their own story uh, that they'll be working on for uh, our three week our sprint. So so that's what my group looks like. So we're not a typical marketing group with say five to eight people uh, that are, you know, fairly, that have fairly well-defined positions. So can you talk a little bit about those stories that, I mean, you described, it's really a hybrid role. Um, yes. This has come up in previous conversations before where there's some of your work is kind of keeping things on the rails or keeping the lights on, so to speak, and then you get to spend some time, discretionary time or time in the agile process working on some new initiative. So yes. can you just define what those new initiatives are? I, my assumption is they're demand-related. Demand so we haven't had too many guests speak about Agile in that context, so I'd love to drill into that with you. 
Sure. Uh, the, the, the stories or the epics even can go anywhere from, and sometimes I, I play the role of, of the scrum leader, but I'm also merely managing uh, most of the requirements uh, after, you know, we do uh, work closely with sales and with COO, but many times during our planning process, I'm developing the goals for, you know, how we're moving marketing ahead in general. So in our first or second quarter, basically, you know, one of our epics was to create a brand new website for a new product that we'd been bringing to developing for nine years, which is a long time in software marketing (laughs) and software development. So that is one uh, role uh, or one uh, story that was worked on last quarter. The rest of the team, the, the people that are doing sales and marketing, they may be assigned a customer story. One of them is uh, a, a trained writer and pursuing a master's in some kind of storytelling or something at a university online right now. So he's great. He doesn't have a lot of time to actually spend uh, on a daily basis working on his story for the three weeks, but you know, he carves out the time to do that. So these sales and marketing folks, these three folks that are kind of hybrid, kind of look at them as having maybe one hour discretionary time on a daily basis. And I really encourage them to use their first hour so they make sure that they get it in and work on things like customer stories improvements in marketing operations, improvements in, there's a lot of jobs that are just taking things that exist and making them a lot better. One would be a piece of correspondence going out to a customer after they purchase their software, just improving it for readability. So can you give us a snapshot of your process at a macro level? So you've got you talked about your comp- your team size. Do you have someone in your company playing the role of product owner? You know, how long are your sprints, like sprint review process, things like that? I'll start like kind of annually. We we obviously have an, an annual plan. It's at a very high level. It has to do with our lead gen and our sales and how that all ties together. So we start there. Then we also do a quarterly plan. Uh, Again, uh, a lot of it has to do with, so it's very traditional, lead generation um, leading to sales. Along with that planning process, my two marketing folks who are just tasked with marketing have their own personal quarterly plans that they're getting comped on. And so as we're working, uh, as we're planning for the quarter, We are looking at the backlog, which basically has been on my wall and categorized by different types of marketing um, projects that need to be completed in a quarter. And so sometimes they are related directly to a given campaign, and other times they're simply uh, improvements in a current process or something that is already going on or something brand new that is happening. We take that then to, and and the sponsor, if you will, is basically myself. 
just knowing the uh, the other uh, planning process that we have as a company is that uh, on a uh, monthly basis we get together to discuss um, the goals and the results uh, with the executive management team. Your quarterly and annual goal setting process, is that the interaction point between other departments like sales and exec- your COO or yes. are they involved in your monthly plans? The, yes, they're in the monthly also, but it's that's more of a um, kind of a review process in our monthly meeting, less so of developing goals and plans. So I'm basically tasked with developing those in support of the company goals. So can you talk about, you know, you've been doing this, it sounds like, for a while now, small team, co-located, three-week sprints. You've hammered out some regularity to your practice. Yes. What, what's changed? What's, what did you, is there anything you can share that you were doing that just didn't work and you kicked out or something that you added that made a big difference to your practice? Yeah, I think that um, a couple of things changed. One is that uh, we had a time where, you know, creative people sometimes have a real difficult time estimating uh, the amount of time it's taking to get uh, their projects completed during three-week spread. And so one of the things that we most recently did was spend more time up front uh, when we're planning our projects for the three weeks to really get a better estimate on what it's going to take and talk more about how things are going to get done and who's going to, you know, what kind of types of obstacles might come in the way. It's because it seemed like uh, for a while when we first got started, um, we were, you know, kind of hitting our stride and, and getting to maybe about a 80 percent or so completion of our backlog in a given sprint and we started to kind of trail off and i think the biggest issue is people just were having difficult they were they were biting off more than they could chew just by focusing and really looking at it and talking about retro uh what happened and i think we've gotten a lot better at doing that so what do you see as the challenges overall of using such a process i think that some people adopt methodology personally. They feel that some people have a much easier time in a team adopting this. I had a uh, marketing communications manager that has had been with me for like seven or eight years and very, very creative, excellent writer, but not very analytical, not really good at planning. And at first, I think there was uh, quite a bit of resistance to uh, adopting Agile because it just didn't fit, you know, it just didn't fit, you know, with her style. But, uh, and she probably thought it was going to be a fad and, you know, it'll go away. (laughs) But uh, I I think that's, I think that's one large obstacle. After a while though, when you realize that, you know, it isn't going away and you start to see that, you know, you, there's tangible benefits to both the team and to yourself personally. It can be so easy to get caught up in a lot of activity, especially when you're close with your sales team and they can come up with all kinds of 
great ideas that they want marketing to do, but um, you know, may or may not have the results that we need in a given day, month, or quarter. So I think the ability to have the backlog, when someone comes up with a great idea, it goes on the board. I started out with a huge backlog, and I realized that some things are just simply ideas. They're not really projects yet, depending on when whoever in the company is coming up with a, a new idea or a project, the ability to, to place it somewhere and <laughs> prioritize it was really great. It's a, it's a great place to put the bad ideas for them to go to die, <laughs> for them to go to die right? Yes, exactly. Uh, so go, But going forward, I think that I'd say we're probably at it for, I would say the first six months. Uh, we're kind of floundering a little bit and everything kind of gelled by say the June of 2014 or so. We've got a really good routine at this point or have had a really good routine and uh, it's we haven't hit a lot of snags uh, as of late. Yeah, I mean I think that six month time frame to be frank is something that I, it comes up as a a common interval, so to speak, to, to kind of get your feet under you and actually start making forward progress. I'm curious if you can talk at all to how has your agile practice, your team's agile practice, changed the way that you're working with other silos in the business? So our, our obviously one of our main customers uh, is sales. And so one of the one of the unique things that we do in our daily Huddle is, and, and one of the things we actually changed, which you asked me a little while ago, which we changed probably about only two or three months ago, was we we changed to a, a, a actual stand up in our huddle. We used to sit, and you know, marketing people are usually pretty gregarious, and we'd fool around a little bit um, at the beginning. We'd tell the joke, but sometimes we just get sidelined. And, you know, something interesting would get discussed and, and business or non-business, you know, we just, we'd end up maybe spending a half an hour in our meeting, which was not really necessary. Just the act of standing up and we tweaked the agenda just a little bit. And what we do is we go around, and I'll get to your answer of the other question you asked me, all right? <laughs> I'm digressing. But I think it's important. Each team member has certain metrics that they're responsible for as part of their overall goals uh, for the year and for the quarter. So they'll go around and they'll read their metrics, whether it's um, the number of leads uh, generated from the day before or whether it's a referral from a customer advocate or the number of folks that they reached out to for renewal sales efforts. So they go around everyone will have their own metrics. They will also as a typical scrum at the end we'll talk about anything that any issues that they've had anything that's blocked and as we discuss issues or as we discuss uh, our metrics we actually publish on a daily basis very very short um, one of the, one of the other activities that we started as part of our process is outbound customer care calls from this group. And uh, we also will publish the calls that we put out. And so what we found is that we are communicating a great deal more, both in writing and in metrics, to up through the organization. We publish those freely uh, and also to sales. And I think that 
that gives people a much greater appreciation for not only the projects that we're working on, but also just day-to-day things. So I think it's really, really enhanced our communication and so our relationships. Enhanced communication is always a good thing, given that you're in the communications business, right? Mm -hmm. Well, Scott, we've seemed to come up against it for time. A great story, a great learning story over the last three years to hear the way you've taken it from zero up to something that's a functional system and really something that's optimized and really integral to the way your business is operating. Um, As a reminder to our listeners out there, you can find the Marketing Agility Podcast on iTunes if you haven't already found it. Write us a review. Write us a review. out there listening. If you like... Yeah, if you like this podcast, we want to hear from you. We're actually starting to get lots of questions about who's listening to the podcast, too. So if you have a second, shoot us a note on Facebook or Twitter, um, at rsmartly or, or uh, Tangy Slice. Let us know who you are, big company, small company, B2C, B2B. Be really interesting to have that insight. Thanks. We have, we're always looking for people to interview. We have a, a big chunk of August already scheduled, but we are starting to schedule people into september and october if you have a story to tell again you know how to reach us on the twitters or on linkedin we are around and thanks again everybody and have a great day